girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode because I want to talk about a question that I think is even more powerful than saying, what do I want? And my intention with this episode is to help you just dream again, because I know you might be in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s listening into this, and it's like, this is the time of year, if you're listening to this in real time, where we can feel really reflective and start to set our goals for the new year. But also, I just think it's a really powerful skill to be able to tap into like what it is that we want to do. What's the life that we want to create? And I want to help you figure out what's actually going to get you excited, what you really want when you're moving into 2023. So you can not only take the first step because you're excited enough to take the first step, but you can also show up and keep going when it gets hard. Because so many people, you know, set New Year's resolutions or have this goal or this vision and like they come out the gates with all this fire, but then it kind of fades away. And What I wanted to talk about is actually two conversations that I've had in the last 48 hours. My husband, Cena, and I are up in Washington State right now um, visiting our family and some of our friends for Christmas. We're from the greater Seattle area, although we live in Denver now, so we road tripped up here. And anyways, I wanted to share with you two examples, one that I had with a guy friend of mine and then one that I had with my little half-sister. And I just think that you're going to connect with either both of them or at least one of them. But first, I want to get on the same page. Because sometimes we feel underwhelmed or uninspired or honestly just kind of bored like we're going through the motions in our life or unsure of ourselves simply because we're not dreaming big enough to get ourselves excited. And we're toning down what we actually want because we want to do the thing that feels like it's realistic. And we want to protect ourselves from potentially getting upset if it doesn't go according to plan. Or we're doing this thing that so often we do, especially the older that we get, where we do what we think we should do because of societal expectations or what our friends are doing or you know what our past indicates is possible for us. But I want you to kick off this year lit up with the fire to start and keep going. So we're going to talk about that. So first, it's it's really asking yourself the question, like, are you lit up about your goals or your vision for 2023? Like, Do you, you know, set goals simply because they make sense to you? And they're kind of like, yeah, this makes sense. This is a realistic goal. I think this is what my goal should be. Or honestly, are you the person that's not even setting goals? Because you think if you don't set goals, then you don't have the opportunity to be let down. Well, on the flip side, I want to remind you, if you don't set goals, you don't get the opportunity to celebrate yourself as you're making progress toward those goals. And as humans, we love progress and growth. And, you know, I know that it feels scary sometimes to change your mind about what you want in your life or to pivot in your career or to really crank it up and call your shot on something that just is really important to you, like a a vision that you have on your heart. But I don't believe that it's hard work that creates the type of fulfilling success that you're craving in your life. I believe it's alignment that creates success. 
But if you think about hard work, not just as like hustling, but more so hard work is getting out of your own damn way to, you know, try the new thing, to start when you're scared, to have that tough conversation, to give up good in some aspects of your life and go for great, to pivot when something no longer feels aligned, to start something on the side that makes you freaking excited and really just put your reps in. You can see that that type of hard work increases your chances of getting in alignment through the actions that you take because you're actually taking action. So it's not hard work that creates success, despite what our culture says. I think it's alignment that does. But hard work of doing the things that are going to require you to grow and stretch and maybe pivot or, you know, call your shot on something, that's going to give you more options to get in alignment. And ironically, the idea for this episode came from a couple of conversations that I mentioned, right? So one was um, with a guy friend of mine, and then one was with my half-sister, And I want to just give you some context as to where they're at in their life because you might be able to connect with one of them. So first, I'll start with my guy friend. For context, he is a husband and a dad of two young girls. I've known him for 10 to 15 years. We've been really close friends. And he has always worked as a personal trainer. And he's great at what he does. His clients love him. You know, he's got good income coming in from it. But he's starting to think big picture as to what he can do moving forward to contribute to his family. And he's really starting to think about like what he wants to do career-wise for the next 30 years. And he's feeling super stuck and frustrated right now. And maybe you're in a season like that where you're trying to figure out like, what am I going to be excited about for the rest of my career? And when he was telling that to me and saying how frustrated and stuck he feels right now, the first thing that I pointed out to him was like, whoa, you are trying to make a decision right now at 34 years old for a 30 year ahead version of you like for a 64-year-old version of you. He's like, what do I want to do for the next 30 years? I want to make sure I make the right decision. And he's got all of this pressure on himself. And I just don't think, you know, with all of the options that we have and the way that the world is set up now with so many new, you know, things coming out with like technology and just optionality for us, like deciding one thing that you're going to do for the next 30 years feels so limiting. No wonder he feels so much pressure and he feels so stuck and frustrated. And it's almost like he didn't allow himself to even think about how maybe that's, you know, what generations before us thought about. Like I think of, you know, my dad was in the police force and, you know, loyalty to his craft and being a police officer was rewarded, right? Like you became a police officer and then you worked your way up and that was what was celebrated. That was just a different time in the world. Even Cena's dad who passed back in July, um, the 4th of July, two years ago, he was at Boeing for his entire career and he just kept putting his reps in. Like he was there for like 30 years at Boeing, but that's just a different perspective than the way that the world is set up now. Like I used to work in recruiting and I remember at one point, I was hiring software engineers and project managers like in the tech space. And a couple of the companies that I was hiring candidates for, they actually didn't want me to bring them any candidate resumes who had been at the same job for more than five years because they believed that those candidates weren't as versatile and they weren't going to be as adaptable to different climates, like different work climates because of the fact that they had been in their career for so long. So it's just the world is changing, but sometimes we don't even recognize the beliefs that we have in our own head of how we want to build our careers or even build our businesses because we're we're not even consciously thinking about this belief that we have. So it was really interesting 
because I pointed that out to him, where it's like, no wonder you feel so much pressure. Like you're trying to decide, you know, for a 64 year old version of you, like you don't even know what that person's going to want. And he stopped for a second and he's like, you know, you're right. Like maybe I am like limiting myself because I'm thinking of what I have to do for forever. So I wanted to share that with you because maybe you're accidentally doing that too. You're trying to decide what's realistic for you 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, but you have no idea what you're going to want to do then because you don't know who you will be then. And honestly, what you want to do in 20 years might not even be an option now. There might not be the technology to do that thing that you might be really passionate about in 20 years, or you might not have had the life experience that will make you have the desire to want to do the thing that a 10-year-ahead version of you will want to do. For example, if you've experienced loss or infertility or you navigated a tough season in your life, there's so many women that I know who started businesses from their own hardships or nonprofits or sometimes like our passions, you know, um, come into us when we're fixing a problem for ourselves. And then sometimes that makes us want to fix that problem for the world. But it's so much freaking pressure to put on ourselves to decide something now that a future version of us is going to still be interested in. I think it's more about starting that thing and learning what you need to learn from that career, um, like that path in general or that job or that business, and then taking that and applying it to the next thing. And Honestly, I think that's the whole problem with our school system in general, but that's another story. Point is, after we move to this idea that he doesn't need to be making a decision at 34 years old for a 64-year-old version of me or like, you know, of himself, he started to expand his mind to think about what he wants to do. When I was like, well, what would you want to do? But he did what so many of us do is he looked to his past as a reference for what he wants He's like, well, Keish, you know, I'm qualified and like the only thing that I've really done is personal training and I'm really good at it. And he's right. He's great at what he does. But when I asked, what do you want to do? I wasn't asking for him to look to his past to show me what he's capable of or qualified to do. I was really meaning to ask him, what is possible for you in your life? Like, what would you want to do if anything was possible? Because this is a a huge differentiator that I'm learning for myself in real time. What do I want? We're going to look for our past reference. What is possible? We're going to look external as that reference point. Meaning, if it has been done before, I believe it's possible. And honestly, even if it hasn't been done before, I believe it's possible because if you're gifted this dream, you're the person that can make it happen. But for sake of this example, I want to say that what's possible is if one other person has done that thing or has built that vision or has that marriage that you want or has that, you know, body that you want or parents the way that you want or whatever, if that per- if one other person has done it on the planet, then you can do it too. Girl, I'm really excited to tell you something because if you have ever DM'd me and you've asked me about anxiety or stress or sleep, you know, I'll give you some advice, but what really is helpful is adding products that can also help support you. So I brought on My Soul CBD as a sponsor of this podcast because my husband Cena and I have been using their products for years, but especially when I talk about anxiety or loss or change or grief or just like navigating life as a human, because like being a human is tough sometimes, I want to 
you know, really acknowledge some products that I'm using that are helpful because CBD has so many freaking benefits. And what's really cool about Soul as a company is all of their products are completely THC free. They're organic, sustainably sourced. And I just want to reiterate the THC free part because sometimes I get asked that question. I mean, I'm team like do whatever you need to do for you, but I personally don't use THC. And I think their gummies and their droppers are incredible to just take the edge off. But if you struggle with sleeping, try their sleepy gummies. Like they literally, they've got a little bit of melatonin in them, but they literally will help you fall asleep more quickly, sleep more soundly and wake up feeling really refreshed. And I just think it's really important that we sleep well. But truly, if you're struggling with anxiety or you're just like navigating a lot, like try CBD just for the benefits of like inflammation and things like that. Because Sina and I, love using their droppers. And honestly, if you haven't tried their gummies, they've got so many flavors. They have spicy margarita, which of course I love, but they also just came out with these champagne ones, you know, in honor of the new year. Try those. The flavor is really freaking awesome. And so many of you, you know, DM me and tell me how it's impacted you using these soul products. So keep those coming. I love hearing if it's helped you with your anxiety or your sleep. And I just love hearing that you're vibing with products that I'm vibing with too. So if you want to check them out, they've got a really epic sale right now. Code Keisha saves you 30% on all of their products, right? So like massive sale, it goes from today, um, the 26th through January 1st. If you're listening to this episode in real time, you can just head to mysoulcbd.com slash Keisha. That's K-A-C-I-A. Use code Keisha and get 30% off any of their products. Now, without further ado, please let me know what you think if you check them out and we're going to dive back into the episode. So I then asked him if anything was possible, if nothing was off limits, which I believe is true for all of us, and if it didn't matter if you were qualified yet, what would you want to do? And instantly he said, I want to flip houses. So clearly he knew what he wanted to do and confidently he said what it was and I got super excited. But at that moment, his brain did what so many of our brains do and mine previously would have done too, is he instantly started discrediting himself. Because again, he went more back to what do I want using his past as reference rather than thinking in this, you know, more dreaming big version of himself of what's possible. He instantly went to his current experience to prove to me that he's not qualified to flip houses for sake of this example. And then After he said that he wasn't qualified, he started rationalizing it, why it's a bad time in the market to do it. Maybe he should just wait until it makes sense. And we all do this as humans because it's so uncomfortable for our primal brains to step outside of the familiar thought patterns that we've had for years. In his case, 34 years or you know, however long he's thought about his career to just imagine what we have no proof in our past to look back on. And that's so normal. I'm not criticizing him. I've done that before too. And maybe you have also. But I pointed out to him, has anyone ever flipped a house who's never flipped a house before? And of course he said, yes, anyone who's ever done anything (laughs) had to experience the first time doing it, right? And when I asked him, has anyone in this current market made money flipping a house? And he knows, of course, that like maybe he doesn't know someone personally, but of course there are people that have figured out a way to do this. Everyone starts unqualified and whatever you look for, you will find. But like I mentioned at the beginning, I don't believe that hard work alone equals success. I think alignment equals success. But hard work, like trying something on the side, like figuring out how to flip a house on the side of doing his current job is going to help him understand what he loves and what he doesn't love. 
And it's going to give you more opportunities if you're willing to try things to get the alignment that you're craving so that your success can be your hard work in alignment. And like I remind myself all the time, life responds to you based off of the frame of perspective that you have and also your expectations. So for this example, he could easily look for all the reasons that he's not qualified or he can look for all of the reasons that he is. He can look for all of the ways that, you know, this is not the right time to do this, or he can look for all of the reasons that this might be the best time to do it. Life is going to respond to our expectations. If he assumes that he's capable of doing this, he will start to see opportunity everywhere, right? So sometimes we just have to give ourselves the opportunity to look past the realistic nature of our brains And what we often want to answer when we ask ourselves the question, what do I want? And instead, tap into this possibility frame. Like, what would be possible? If anybody else has done it, it's possible for me too, right? Now, example number two, my half-sister. She is 23 years old, and she's really trying to figure out what she wants to do career-wise. And we were having a conversation on Christmas and I just wanted to share this with you because you might really be at at this stage or you might have someone in your life that's at this stage. It's not even about age. It's just about stage of life, right? So she previously tried doing hair. That was her first job after she graduated high school and she realized pretty quickly that it wasn't for her. And I'm always very conscious of asking people when they determine that something's not for them, why is it not for them? So for example, with my husband, Sina, many of you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, he used to be a dentist. And the first job that he tried as a dentist was in an environment where he saw like 12 to 18 patients a day. It was super high volume. He was bouncing between like room to room. He didn't have a ton of patient interaction. And that was one of the things he really wanted as a dentist. So instead of us saying dentistry wasn't aligned for him after that first job, we wanted to get him into a different environment so that he could see if in a different environment, he actually liked that job, right? And the the clinic that he ended up working at when we moved from San Diego to Austin had less patients. He got more interaction with it, with like his patients and it wasn't so chaotic, but he still didn't like it, but he tried it in a really ideal environment. And I often say this to women, you know, in this community that are teachers where it's like, they think that they don't want to be teachers. I'm like, well, maybe you just don't want to teach third grade, but you want to teach high school. Or maybe you don't want to teach in a classroom because you don't like the politics of the classroom and you want to teach things online. Like maybe it's not teaching. It's just that you don't like that thing. Right. So, um, for my half sister's situation, she realized like doing hair, like she didn't like the actual act of doing hair and she didn't like having, like she's more introverted and it was really draining for her. It just wasn't the right career path. So now she's like, okay, what do I want to do that I can make enough money so I can get my own place and I'm going to be really excited about that. So again, different season of life than I'm in, but I think it's a really valuable example because As I mentioned with my guy friend, he already has something that he's doing career-wise that he's really freaking good at. And his primal brain wants to keep him in that because it's familiar, right? He is a classic example of like trying to give up good and go for great, which can be really difficult. I've done that before. Maybe you've done that before when like everything on paper makes sense and you're trying to jump to something that feels more aligned. It's scary. And you don't have this pressure of back against the wall, have to make it happen. So often you can try and wait around for the perfect circumstances. Well, my half sister is younger and she has less career experience. So she's not going from her version of good to great. She's actually in the season of feeling a little bit more overwhelmed by options. And she's limiting herself through her lack of confidence because she's younger and she 
doesn't have the successful career that she can lean on like my guy friend does, right? He's, he's already seen a lot of success in his career, like gotten tons of awards and his clients love him. And he's great at what he does. She doesn't have that yet. So when I ask her what she wants to do, she's actually really capable at, you know, like listing off her interests. But if I ask her what's possible, if she could do anything, she can list off ideas of people that have maybe accomplished the thing that she wants to accomplish or have careers that she might be interested in. But her moving from what do I want to what's possible is more of this confidence issue because she's trying to navigate the leap from where she is now to where she wants to go and believing in herself that she can actually make that thing happen, that she can figure out the hows along the way, that she's not the person yet who can accomplish that thing, but the path will qualify her. That's a big confidence jump. So when I ask her what she wants, she comes at it from the lens of a 23-year-old, just like I would, where she looks at her current income and her current skills and her current friend group. And she's like, well, what makes sense? Like, what can I do? Because I'm 23 and this is kind of where I'm at in life, right? And when I ask her what's possible... I have to really try and remind her that she doesn't need to be the person yet who can build the career that she wants or make the income that she wants to make. She just has to start moving in that direction. And it might be trying things on for size on the side. But like I mentioned before, it's this idea that it's not just hard work that equals success. It's not her putting more hours in at like the coffee stand that she's working at right now that's going to get her where she wants to go. It's alignment that's going to give her the success in terms of fulfillment that she's craving. But she's got to work on her belief in herself to believe that if something is possible for someone else, it's possible for her too. And honestly, regardless of age, isn't that a powerful reminder for all of us? If it's possible for someone else, it's possible for you too. If someone else has done something great, Maybe they have this great marriage or great healthy body or great income or they you know, are doing a great thing in their business or they've launched that great book or they've got a great podcast or insert whatever goals that you have. They once lacked the confidence to believe that they could. They had to challenge themselves to not just say, what do I want, but what do I believe is possible? If I believe that in pursuit of where I want to go, I can become the person that can accomplish that thing. And maybe along the way, it wasn't actually massive action that qualified them. It wasn't like hard work and hustling their face off. It was just reframing their perspective to allow themselves to try things on the side, knowing that if it doesn't work out, that doesn't mean it's a failure. That means you're just getting closer to the actual alignment that's going to give you the success that you crave. Because it's not about what you want. It's about what is possible if anything was possible, if nothing was off limits. I believe that you have that option. And everybody's circumstance is different, which is why I gave two very different examples based off of stage in life. But truly, if you have a vision or a goal on your heart as you move into 2023, you can make it happen. I just want you to be excited about it. I want it to be moving you towards alignment rather than just setting a goal because it sounds good to set a goal right? Or not setting goals at all because you're afraid of failure. Because again, you're missing out on the opportunity to make yourself proud as you become the person in pursuit of the goal, right? And honestly, if you need a daily reminder, I wanted to end with this. This is a song that I've been listening to. I'm not even kidding. Every single day. It's Daydream by Lily Manola or Manola. I should ask her. I should have her on the podcast. Ask her how she says her name. Amazing. It's M-E-O-L-A is her last name. And I'm just going to read you the lyrics. It starts with saying, when we were kids in the backyard, playing astronauts and rock stars, no one told us to stop it. 
call this unrealistic. Then suddenly you're 18. You go to college for your plan B because what you want is too risky. You live for weekends and whiskey. We've got all these big ideas. One day they're replaced with fears. How do we get here? And then the chorus is, darling, don't quit your daydream. It's your life that you're making. If it ain't big enough, or it ain't big enough, it, it doesn't scare the hell out of you. If it makes you nervous, it's probably worth it. Why save it for sleep when you could be living your daydream? So the things that you have on your heart, even if they don't seem like they're massive world-changing ideas, it's for you to live in alignment, to set goals this year that actually matter to you because you're the person that deserves to have a life that you're not just kind of sort of into, but that you're obsessed with. You're worthy, you're capable, and you are the only thing standing in your way. So girl, let's do the damn thing. I love you. I'm rooting for you always. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like, send it to her right now. Or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.